Hey, listen. I'm gonna level with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. But does anybody really know what they're doing? episode as the intro states I literally I have no idea what I'm doing um just kind of using this as an outlet for myself so I am really excited to be recording again but some things to note I was so close to the microphone last time because that's the only way that that you could hear me right I had to edit out like 50 swallows okay so like pauses in between when I was talking and when I would stop to take a breath or stop to collect a thought I would swallow and I would do it right into the microphone where I was talking so (laughs) for a solid you know what 20 minutes probably 30 minutes of actual recorded material There's the sound of me swallowing probably every 30 seconds. It was a little maddening toward the end the more that I did it. I'm a a little more self-aware that apparently I swallow a lot when I'm speaking. Um, Which is fine. I'm just gonna allow more time between when I stop talking, when I swallow, and then when I start talking again so that in the editing phase it's not quite so daunting. Um, something else that I should point out. So I went off on like a tangent that did not make it into the episode or the first episode. Um, when I was telling the story about the stranger following us and asking us all those questions in Target. So I would like to kind of finish that story by saying that yes, my husband and I are very different in that aspect. And so the whole way home, I was overthinking the whole situation. Um, then when we got home and we were getting our daughter ready for bed, my husband actually found this guy on Facebook. We had some mutual friends and I ended up feeling a lot better that he wasn't 
some axe murderer that was out to get me. Um, and then, you know, my husband friended him on Facebook and they had a conversation. (laughs) I would never, I would never, but, um, there's a lot to be said about that because he is very aware of how my brain works sometimes, maybe not in the moment, but after the fact, um, he knew that I was overthinking that entire situation and wanted to make it better. He's a fixer. He likes to fix things. Um, he's spent a good portion of the, our marriage probably trying to fix me. And that's okay because I, I view it as his way of showing me love. Um, I feel very loved and very validated in my marriage. Maybe not in the beginning so much because he didn't understand me. He had never really been around anyone like me before and had to deal with all of the issues I bring to the table. But we've we've grown a lot and learned a lot together. I feel like there was something else. Oh yeah, the <laughs> see? So I went off on like this ten minute tangent about friends and friendships that I realized after I recorded and I was listening back to it that it had nothing to do with what I was talking about. I literally chased a rabbit. And somehow I did find my way back because I didn't have to go and record something different, you know, to connect it to that story. Um, So, yeah. I get distracted easily. Yeah, so last time I feel like I gave hopefully somebody some kind of useful information with the whole the grounding thing that I, that I discussed, how I have to be very conscious of what my brain is doing. Otherwise I end up in a dark place. But if I, if I catch it and I do something that's in the moment and I ground myself in the present instead of where my brain is trying to make my body believe that I am, then, then I usually end up in a in a better headspace. So maybe you listened to that whenever you listened to that episode and maybe you thought, hmm, I should try that. I really hope that somebody somewhere listened to that and was able to apply it and it was actually helpful. Because I don't think I have a disclaimer anywhere. I probably should. I don't have a degree in any sort of mental health counseling medical anything. Um, I have a degree in early childhood education that I no longer use except um, being a parent. So anything that I say is purely from experience, maybe from something that a licensed counselor or therapist shared with me that helped me. This is purely, um, I I'm a person who struggles with mental illness, mental health, just lots of mental struggles, as you can hear while I'm sitting here talking to myself. Um, so yeah, it comes from a good place. It comes from a place of talking through my struggles to, to help me, but, um, I can't remember if I said this last episode or not. I think I did. Gosh, see... I get distracted, but also my memory is terrible. I can't remember anything. Um, oh, right. Um, so 
it's been told to me before that you your struggles aren't necessarily just for you they can be used to help others and so I feel like that's kind of my goal my aim I don't really know if I have one for this podcast yet so bless anyone who is like listening from the get-go I had four downloads on my last episode which I thought was pretty cool because my husband knows and I told literally one of my friends that I had even um posted it she knew that I was recording something and she knew that it was in the works but um I told her that it was posted and I didn't even like link it to her. So shout out to the four people who listened to episode one. Hopefully you're back now for episode two. There's another swallow. I swear I've never been more self-conscious of swallowing in my life. It's like a natural, it's a natural thing for a human being to do. But gosh, I, I do it very often when I'm speaking apparently. So again, I feel feel like I'm kind of finding a direction for the whole, not just for the episode, but for the, the podcast in general. Um, it just might take some time to get there. I feel like I had a lot more of a plan last episode than this one, but I don't really get that many opportunities to record and I had a lot of things on my brain. I had some time and I thought it made sense to record. So yeah, I actually do have a shower thought and it's not original. Um, I do have to tell you that, but I don't remember where I found it. Um, you can just Google shower thoughts and it will literally pull up hundreds of them. Pretty sure there's even like a Facebook page and a Reddit page dedicated to these things. So this is not an original thought, but um, the content was relevant to me and I was wildly entertained. So the one that I found says that if you put a lasagna on top of another lasagna, you still only have one lasagna. <laughs> and I don't know why. I find that so funny. I find a lot of things really funny that just aren't, and sometimes it gets a little out of hand. Um, I was out to eat with my husband, my brother, and his wife. Um, my sister-in-law, technically, but I lovingly refer to her as my sister. We just, we don't, we don't worry about the in-law part. But we were out to eat, um totally sober mind you I feel like that's important to the story because in the midst of me absolutely freaking out with laughter in a public restaurant my first thought was I wonder if if like people who are passing by our table or even people who are just staring at me from across the restaurant I wonder if they're thinking like oh how many has she had I literally none this is this is just how I am sometimes. Um, I chalk it up to having not manic episodes, but like up moments and down moments. I talked about how I struggle with depression. There are certainly a lot of down days in that deep, dark valley. But every once in a while, you get an up. So when I have an up, 
it's like, it's like up. It's like, I go completely insane. I, the, the laugh, like the laughter is, is just through the roof. It's just at the most ridiculous things for the most ridiculous reasons. And I struggle finding like, I guess I can't say I, because I don't really feel like I have that much control over it, but it's, I don't know. My brain has a hard time finding that balance between you've been down for the last three days, like really down, struggling, not wanting to do anything, not having any energy. And now suddenly you are going to laugh hysterically at nothing and run around the house and be silly and drive your husband insane. Anyway, so we were at this Mexican restaurant, right? And I just look at, um, I had some tomatoes on my fajitas and then I had the salsa and I just looked at it and I was just like pointed to the salsa and I was like, that's just crushed up these and gestured toward the tomatoes. And it was just, it was really funny to me. I don't know why you all needed to know that story other than the fact that I just laugh at really stupid things. Like if you put, if you put a lasagna on top of another lasagna, you, you just still just have one lasagna. Wow. That was a lot of talk about nothing. There was something that I wanted There was like a a helpful tip that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I don't know if anyone's ever had a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Those are different things. Um, You can absolutely have both of them, um, just depending on your situation. But a panic attack is more like comes out of nowhere, not really sure why, lots of well, for me, it's a lot of hyperventilating sometimes, but then sometimes it's just sitting and staring at something like total zone outage. Um, but something that I found that is helpful with those is that you force yourself to hyperventilate for like five seconds and then take really deep breaths. And it's kind of like I, I look at it as it's my body's way of saying, no brain, I'm going to be in control of my breathing. Like if I feel a panic attack coming on, be like, no, I'm in control of this. I am, not you, me. So then I'll just take in like five or six really quick breaths, like in, out, in, out, in, out. Like basically force myself to hyperventilate for just a couple of seconds and then take three like really deep belly breaths. It seems to help. And I have talked about absolutely nothing. I know that I had discussed the purpose for the podcast, not necessarily that it had a direction for anyone who chooses to listen to it, but that it was kind of a form of therapy for me so that I find time to talk through things. I came up with the title, Variations on a Flawed and Obscure Mind, because I was in band all throughout high school, and there were lots of movements and pieces that we would play called variations on a, like variations on an English folk song. Um, For a solo and ensemble, 
event one year when I was playing the flute, I played variations on a crying flute. And it's 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 a piece of music that has been kind of broken apart by whoever is composing the variations version. And just playing through the same theme, but just in different ways. And I really don't know, musicians out there, if I just butchered that definition, I'm really sorry, but that's that's my understanding of it. Is it it's a piece of music that someone has taken and arranged differently where you can tell you can for sure tell what the melody is what the piece of music is but it's played in in different ways so I chose to kind of do a a play on that with my title variations on a flawed and obscure mind because I feel like there are so many different versions of me not purposefully, but there are a lot of different variations about how I compose myself. It depends on the situation or how I come across to people. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. There there are a lot of variables that kind of define who I am. I had mentioned before that I have been struggling with finding my purpose, and I feel like Maybe some of that stems from the fact that I I do feel like I'm just variations on myself. Um, I don't really know how to come out of that. I don't even really know if that's a problem. But anyway, I chose variations on that. I chose that part of my title because I do feel like there are lots of different pieces to me. There's one one constant theme and that's who I am but there are variations of it if that makes sense and then flawed and obscure mind because wow oh wow um my mind is not the only thing about me that is flawed I'm a wildly flawed individual and then obscure because I feel like my brain works differently than your typical brain not that it's special, whatever, but it's just different. Maybe you listened to episode one and you were like, you know, she's a little weird, but I feel like she's going to find her feet someday, and I want to be here when that happens. So, <laughs> maybe next time I'll have something more entertaining for you. Try the breathing thing, especially if you feel like you're not in a good place. I found that when I was in band and I was in chorus, um, or any time I had to put on any kind of performance for anyone and I could feel my nerves, it wasn't even a panic attack, it was just being nervous. That breathing technique helped a ton. And I think that's the whole reason that I started using it for panic attacks is because I, I knew how it made me feel better just from being nervous. So I was like, maybe this will help. And it doesn't help every time, but it for sure helps. So yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to what I have recorded so far. I'm going to cut a lot of stuff out and maybe I'll record some more when I feel like I have some, something to actually say that <laughs> just set off all kind of fireworks in my brain about self-worth and 
confidence, and I guess that's what we're going to be talking about in the next episode, if I can remember, because I don't remember anything. Because my mind is very flawed and very obscure. And that's just how it is.